Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I am your host. This week, I sat down with former podcast guest and current friend, Jesse Townsend. If you may remember the last time he was on, we talked about the 2020 NFL Draft, and this time we wanted to sit down and talk about uh, fantasy football specifically, namely the strategies, who might be a good sleeper, who might be a little overrated, stuff like that. And this is meant to be your comprehensive fantasy football guide for this year. And we are guaranteeing that you will win your work league if you do follow all of this. And when you do win your work league, uh, you can Venmo me at Corey-Tyndall. I do appreciate uh, a share of those winnings. You can find Jesse on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Jesse Townsend. His Twitter's actually been blowing up lately uh he started it at the very beginning of the pandemic already at 3000 followers which is pretty incredible legitimately some of the best twitter jokes that you can find so go give him a follow and enjoy the episode from the last podcast we did well first we did being white trash and then we did nfl draft and i feel like this is a good combo of the two yeah because fantasy like, football yeah fantasy football is a good combination because it's like everyone who's too white trash to play because we have beer bellies and shit yeah so we're sipping too many bean flickers exactly yeah the official beer of uh michigan yeah all right so let's start off with um overall draft strategy now i know you've thought about this a lot i've kind of got my philosophy here but i'm i'm interested like when you go into draft day like where are you putting running backs versus wide receivers versus quarterbacks versus tight ends and are there anybody who kind of is there anybody who's so good that you're like all right i'll break my rule for that i'll draft let's say like i'll take george kittle in the third round because he's that good okay like anyone like that so here is where i land on draft strategy every single year leading up to this year my first round pick has always been a running back but this year i'm changing it up i'm going back to back wide receivers first two rounds because i usually go running back wide receiver running back wide receiver but i mean there's so many good running backs like for fantasy like the depth is there like i'll talk about some of the guys i like in the mid rounds that i think are going to be like finishing the year at top 10 uh, like I'll talk about those players later, but like I think running backs, there's so many good ones that you need to grab like the elite wide receivers this year at the top of the draft. And then also the one thing I tell everyone to avoid is drafting a quarterback early. Yeah. Like I, as tempting as Lamar Jackson is, as tempting as Patrick Mahomes is, you can still Aaron Rodgers is right now the 12th ranked quarterback. Right. That means if you're in a 12-man league, everyone else drafts their quarterback, you still have Aaron fucking Rodgers <laughs> yeah. available. That's true. I was like, why would you waste a pick on a quarterback when you can have Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the greatest passers of all time, as your starting quarterback and still have better running backs and wide receivers because everyone else already wasted a pick on their quarterback? Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with the the quarterback thing. Just the, the difference is not that 
great between them. Yeah. Now, Lamar, I could actually see someone jump in early on him because he does get so many rushing yards, and he will get rushing touchdowns. So it's just, I mean, there's there's more points to be had there. But you got to go off the difference, right? Like yeah. if he's getting 35 points a game, but Rodgers is getting 30 points a game, it's not worth – like you'd much rather what you were saying get a really good wide receiver a really good running back Yeah, but if you want to capitalize on a quarterback who's going to get you rushing yards and rushing touchdowns because those are worth more points there's also like low-end options instead of wasting like a second round pick on lamar jackson you could like if you have faith in uh josh allen in buffalo josh allen's like (laughs) then you're fucking stupid you are not stupid (laughs) josh allen is my backup quarterback okay backup yeah Yeah, right but like he has some big upside potential because he's he's quick on his feet yeah also he could throw it 90 yards he's got insane pass power yeah (laughs) also like i feel like he's got a good chance with uh i mean Belichick just grabbed fucking Cam Newton <laughs> for like a million dollars, which is insane. Yeah. But I feel like that division's a lot more competitive now. That's true. And if you look at players who are on winning teams, they tend to do a lot better, especially quarterbacks, because uh, you're playing more competitive. You're out there on offense more, especially running backs on winning teams because you're running out the clock at the yeah. end of the game, getting garbage time fantasy points. Well, so we're kind of off the the strategy topic, though, because, yeah, yeah it is. I, I see what you're saying in yeah. terms of, uh, like, it's much better to save your quarterback and just get a good quarterback on or a decent quarterback on a good team. Like, yeah. Russell Wilson's not going to put up gaudy numbers, but he's going to win a lot of games, and therefore yeah. he's going to get a lot of uh, fantasy points. But so here's the thing. Saying, outside, of, outside of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, yeah. the next 10 quarterbacks will average around the same amount of points each right. week. So, I mean, if you really want to take the jump, but also, here's the thing people forget. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, they are scrambling quarterbacks, and I lean a little more towards Mahomes here because I think Lamar Jackson, as much as I love him and I think he's amazing to watch, he does not slide. Yeah. And if that dude gets injured and you use the second-round pick on him, it's true. that's going to that's gonna really damage your season. Yeah, running backs don't get hurt as much, and neither do wide receivers wide receivers because uh, they're not getting hit as hard and they're not as small frames as quarterbacks yeah um yeah okay so why are you going with a wide receiver this time is it just the depth at running back i feel like there's also yeah, a good amount of depth at wide receiver as well so i think there's a big drop off at wide receiver i think there's like a okay. good group at the top Who that are you just, having there dude like i i mean deandre hopkins is like my favorite wide receiver right now. He got traded okay. to Arizona. He's got Kyler Murray, yep. who is just because DeAndre Hopkins has a crazy catch radius. Yeah, like he's going to catch it within five yards of it being thrown to him. Right. And Kyler Murray's a young quarterback that is going to abuse the shit out of that. He's going to fucking love that. That's the best weapon Kyler Murray has ever had, whether it be in the pros or in college. Kyler Murray was great last year, and I think he's going to be even better this year. Uh, with DeAndre Hopkins, I like DeAndre Hopkins is my favorite wide receiver this year. If I can get him, I'm um, I'm taking him every single time. So if you've even got a top five pick, you're gonna take. I'm D-Hop. still taking DeAndre Hopkins, even okay. though he's like projected to go like 11th or 12th. 
I'm reaching for him. I think he's going to be phenomenal this year. Okay. And just for the record, just so we're we're on the same page here, this is a non-PPR league, and it's not a keeper league. So we're not yeah. going to talk about, like, okay, we're not talking you got to keep this guy yeah. because you got him in the fourth round last yeah. year. And then PPR, I feel like is interesting because – I actually tend to agree with you. I like to get a wide receiver yeah. uh, first because consistency is so much harder in wide receivers than it is in running backs. Like even yeah. if their totals the same, it's like Kenny Galladay can go. He's kind of near the top tier receiver because he can have these giant games, but he can also have really bad games, and that's not great for your top first two picks. Yeah. In a PPR league, I would go Christian McCaffrey first just because he's going to get so many catches. Just He's going to sure. get seven, eight catches a game, and that's going to immediately put him over D-Hop, and he is more consistent. But in a non-PPR league, I tend to agree with you. De- DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas, I think, are the two yeah, top Michael Thomas receivers is always great, in this but draft. Honestly, I am so high on DeAndre Hopkins this year. I'm taking him over Michael Thomas. Even though Michael Thomas has been like the sure thing – Guaranteed like a hundred receptions, just gonna kill it every single year. Uh, he's been unstoppable, but I'm still taking Hopkins over just because I like the potential more. So, do you think Hopkins is gonna have a better year with Kyler Murray than he did last year with uh, Deshaun Watson? Deshaun? Yes. yes. Why? Why? Do you- I think. I think. I like, you like the air Ky- raid. <laughs> I like Kyler's arm a little bit better. I just like. Also, the big thing is. I like how much better DeAndre Hopkins is than the other weapons there. Yeah, and they kind of have Alan Lazard, and that's about it. Yeah, in, in Houston, you had Hopkins next to Kenny Stills and Wolf, Will Fuller, who yeah. could also stretch the field. Hopkins is going to be the guy. Yeah, but it's interesting, though, because if he's the guy and there's no other weapons, couldn't they just double Hopkins the entire game? Where at Houston, they couldn't do that because Will Fuller would blow the top off the defense? That's one argument, but also <laughs> you've seen DeAndre Hopkins play in double coverage it's and true. still he's like that fucking good. Like yeah. I am all in on DeAndre Hopkins as my first round pick this year. Yeah, I'm on fantasypros.com and they currently don't have... But they have DeAndre Hopkins as 15. 15th, um, which means guaranteed 15th. first round, maybe even if you're like 12-man league, well, if you're in the them, top part of the second. Yeah, they have him as a tier yeah. three. Uh, tier three. The I wide receivers they have above him are, are Tyreek Tyree Hill, Hill yeah. uh, and Michael Thomas. And they're a very running those back Those are the heavy, only two. The only two. Above them? Which okay. are, those are yeah. two pretty good. Tyreek yeah. Hill, I don't think it has good, but he's got the best quarterback in, in the league. In mock drafts, so. I've, seen, I've seen like four wide receivers going above him. I've been seeing uh, like Devontae Adams, yep. Julio Jones, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Michael Thomas. Yeah. So I've been seeing those guys go ahead of him. Uh, and like if those guys go ahead of him, I'm even happier. If I can land DeAndre Hopkins in the second round, I'm thrilled. Yeah, well, that's that goes into the strategy of this. I do want to say just very quickly that on the last podcast, you predicted the Falcons were going to be a, a sleeper team, which would make Julio a much better pick. If I they're did predict start, that. But uh, putting up more points. But that does go into the strategy of it is like, okay, so you think DeAndre Hopkins is a top five pick, yeah. but – if he's still on the board when he gets to you, like let's say you're you're picking sixth and he's still there, do you take him 
because you're afraid be- somebody else is going to take him? Or do you assume that everybody else is not thinking the way that you are and it's going to fall to you in the second round where you get to pick up Here's DeAndre my thing. Hopkins? Here's my thing. I've always told people this. When you're drafting, take – don't – don't uh, – don't just blindly follow the rankings because not everyone yeah. is going to. Right. So if he's projected to fall 15th and you have the 15th pick in the draft, does not mean he will be there. So if, yeah. you, if you're going to do it, I say if you like DeAndre Hopkins enough or whoever that player is, yeah. he's projected to be there the next time you're on the clock, but you really like him, take him at that pick. Don't risk it. Yeah. Because someone else could take him, and that guy could not be willing to trade with you, and then you're out of luck with that guy. That's fair. Okay. All right, so you're thinking wide receiver, and then for this draft, are you thinking – you said you're thinking two wide receivers, first round and second round. Yeah. But those second round wide receivers, from what I'm looking at, it it seems like, you know, you could – Get Chris Godwin, who's going to be really good. But then you got Kenny Galladay, uh, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, uh, Odell. Like that's kind of the second yeah. uh, second round wide receivers. Why do you think they're better than a second round uh, running back where you could get potentially Dalvin Cook? Let's say I'm liking I'm liking the second round wide receivers, especially Godwin and Evans. I think those last year they were both thousand yard receivers i mean you give them tom brady future hall of famer <laughs> i mean like <laughs> like i don't know why i have to even say that they're great second round options because they just obviously are well like, sure and i agree and with that but it's why are they better than why are they better back? it's yeah. because you look at the third and fourth round receivers you see a huge drop off mm. whereas third and fourth round running backs still look pretty damn good this year like like you got you got a guy who's uh, just a couple years removed from being like an MVP caliber running back, Todd Gurley, was who's going in the third him. and fourth round, yeah. and he's on one of my favorite teams this year. He's on the Falcons, right? With no other running backs in that system, they yeah. used to run a split system with Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Yeah, both those guys, both those guys were fantasy values. And you're telling me Todd Gurley's getting all those snaps now? Yeah. I love Todd Gurley in the third and fourth rounds. I love him so much. Also, I think that team's going to be super competitive in that division this year. Yeah. It's, I think it's anybody's game. There, There's a lot of good it's teams there. It's a tough division. It's a tough division. It's the toughest division. It's a tough division, but it also makes me feel like all the way through the season, they're going to stay competitive. And that's the best thing for a running back because if they're still competing, they're going to still win some games, and then they're still going to have garbage time touchdowns that are really going to push you over in your fantasy matchups. Yeah, that's a good point. And looking at this list, I mean, we're looking at Leonard Fournette uh, to go with Ty Gurley, uh, Melvin Gordon, who very easily could be Denver, a top-tier yeah. running back and in I, Denver I, because I love, who knows if Drew Locke is going to be any good. They might just run the ball Well, I'm pretty sure I said this time, last time, so. uh, Drew Locke is a garbage quarterback. You did so say I'm that. very high on Melvin yeah. Gordon carrying that offense because Drew Locke is just, just a – garbage fire of a human uh <laughs> he has zero throw, basis for this I'll he does not have in. any inside information yeah, no. on drew lock the only video anyone's seen of drew lock is him like dancing on the sidelines yeah, him he rapping looks like on the sidelines yeah. and i was like this guy seems like a good person yeah uh it's a shame he, he's a terrible athlete uh 
<laughs> no, he's, so, he's all right. I just don't think he's going to be – I don't think Drew Locke's ever going to be good enough to make the wide receivers or himself a fantasy value. I don't know how much I agree with your, your stance that the wide receivers kind of drop off um, unless you're kind of taking the, the stance that they're on not very great teams because later in the later rounds, in rounds four and five, you still got – T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, A.J. Green, okay. Michael Gallup, Jar- Jarvis I'm about, Landry. I'm about, I'm about like, to shit on yeah. all these guys real quick for yeah. you. We started off with T.Y. Hilton and yeah. Keenan Allen, yeah. both very injury prone. They could go out for the season like that. These guys have struggled with injuries the past like five seasons. Yeah. Now. Like, these guys are totally unreliable. I don't trust Tyrod uh, in uh, L.A. either. Yeah, you mentioned A.J. Green. A.J. Yeah. Green's another dude who struggled with injuries. Also, how much faith are you putting in Joe Burrow to really get the ball to AJ Green consistently? Yeah. Because here's my problem with Joe Burrow. Like I, I sure he's talented. He he went really high in uh, the draft, as high as you can go, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he he killed it in college. But my big issue with Joe Burrow is that Andy Dalton was a great passer for the Bengals, and he still wasn't good enough. I just don't like the Bengals as an organization. Like, I think there is something structurally wrong with them because Andy Dalton had, like, a 4,000 passing yard season, and it still was, like, it resulted in, like, two fucking wins. Yeah. I mean, and the like Lions AJ had Green, the same problem. A.J. Green wasn't, like, a <laughs> fantasy value. At least with at least with the Lions, they, though. Kenny Galladay's a good fucking option. Yeah, and Calvin AJ, always was, too. Yeah, Megatron was always a beast. I mean, the problem with the Bengals is, like, they're just... I, you can have like a good team and they just still are so garbage. Well, Joe Joe Mixon is actually uh, a top tier uh pick now. Yeah. They think he's underrated. They think with a rookie quarterback he's going to get one a lot of runs yeah. but then also a lot of dump off passes. So that kind of uh leads to my next question and yeah. and just to like just to recap, so you're fully in on wide receivers first. You like uh, running Love back second, and then where do you put tight ends compared to quarterbacks? And do you make exceptions for those top tiers? Because tight end is really a position where you see the biggest drop off tight end in talent. Tight end, I'm a little bit uh, different. Usually, I do not reach for a tight end. I really don't. But there's guys. There's three tight ends I like. And I like them pretty much every year. And it's going to be George Kittle, Travis yep. Kelsey, and Zach Ertz. Yep. Those three are like elite status tight yeah. ends. They're above all the other tight ends for me. Here's the thing. Gronkowski came out of retirement, and Gronk's not going to be elite. He's fresh no, he's out of retirement. Week yeah. two. He's got, Him and Cam Newton are going to race to injury. He's injury prone. He came out of retirement. There's other weapons there like Godwin, Evans. Don't draft Gronkowski. But... A lot of people will because a lot of people won with Gronkowski on their team in fantasy football. It's true. They have a fantasy football boner for Gronkowski, (laughs) and they're they're so high on Gronk this year that he's getting taken in some mock drafts. There will be some moron that will take Gronkowski over either Travis Kelsey, Kittle, or Zach Ertz. One of those guys will start to fall. If I see one of those three guys still on the board after after I got like three – like. You're talking round four. Yeah, I'm talking round four here. If I got two running backs or two wide receivers and, like, one of the other, I like like those three guys enough to grab him over, like, my 
fourth wide receiver slash running back position. I like gotcha. those tight ends enough to make that jump. So this ranking has uh, Kelsey and Kittle as second rounders. Um, yeah, which, and that's which way too high for me. The But the person that you didn't mention, which I'm not blaming you for because he's young, is yeah. Mark Andrews in Baltimore. Um Risky I didn't mention pick, him. I didn't mention him on Lamar purpose. Lamar fucking yeah. loves to throw to the tight yeah, end. Lamar does love throwing to him, and I I didn't mention him on purpose. Uh, I that offense is like still just way too new for me to really go after anyone. I mm. mean, like after last year, I would have loved to grab uh, Mark Ingram this year. Yep. But I don't even want to grab him because they drafted J.K. Dobbins, a great running back. Yep. Uh, this year, so I, I'm staying away from both the running backs. Um. Lamar Jackson just getting drafted way too high as a quarterback for me to take. And even though the Ravens have, like, possibly one of the best offenses in the game because of Lamar Jackson, I'm steering clear of that whole entire offense. Interesting. I'm steering clear. Another name that uh, this mock draft seems to like, and I actually had him on my team last year. My my two tight ends last year were George Kittle and Darren Waller who definitely could have another really good year um, now that he's kind of had a breakout Gruden could kind of get a few more things over to him Um, the other thing that I want to mention is Zach Ertz has kind of fallen on this and I think it's because Dallas Goddard is becoming such a good weapon it's literally just there aren't many receivers and yeah. you're the the eagles guy so you i'm sure you've got an answer for this they don't have great receivers but when you've only got or when you've got two really good tight ends they're gonna be split it's like mark ingram and uh Jake alvin camara oh. and the saints oh yeah they both had really good years but in fantasy wise it was like okay like one of them should be doing better than this yeah and i i think i think the reason why people are letting him slide is because dallas is there but i'm an eagles fan take it from me they play dallas goddard all across the board Mm -hmm. he comes in to block he comes zach Ertz will always be the go-to option in the philly offense especially because our wide receivers as much as i love uh alshon jeffrey and the jew hating deshaun jackson (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna get into that we won't we won't this is fantasy football so i'm gonna live in my fantasy world where he's not a piece of shit yeah exactly Um, he's dropped two rounds since his anti-semitism became public dude i would have loved to see that shit happen (laughs) if they were like oh he's a bad person let's let him drop i was like all right i'll take him no uh but no those wide receivers cannot stay healthy to save their life uh so that's why even even if you do think Dallas Goddard is going to get more snaps? Our wide receivers won't stay healthy. Zach Ertz does. Zach yeah. Ertz is consistent. He's a workhorse. He stays healthy, and he's always leading us in uh, targets. I think Zach Ertz is just very safe. Yeah. Uh, but I did want to bring up my favorite tight end pick. The okay. guy I'm going to if like I can't get one of those top three guys. I am absolutely Evan Ingram. No. Oh. I'm absolutely in love with Hayden Hurst. Is he on the Rams? He is on the Falcons. Oh, yeah. You got Austin the Falcons Hooper, boner. Austin Hooper. Yeah, he I went do to, have a big fantasy boner for Bucks. the Falcons here. But uh, Austin Hooper goes up to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and Browns. Austin Hooper had, oh, you're right. yeah, Austin yeah, yeah. Hooper had <laughs> so many targets last year on the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And he... He leaves. They bring in Hayden Hurst, who 
if you look at Hayden Hurst and his abilities, he was the top tight end to come out of his draft class. He did pretty okay during his short time in uh, Baltimore. He ends up getting traded because they're like, Mark Andrews is the next big thing. Right. But Hayden Hurst is still a damn good tight end. Yeah. And he's he's sliding under the radar. He's a good sleeper pick. I think he's going to be finishing the year as a top 10 tight end at the very least. Interesting. And I think if you're like in a 12-man league uh, or a 10-man league even, like he's he's starting. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole Browns team is super interesting with fantasy because they have – arguably the best weapons on offense in the game i think yeah. maybe uh tampa bay is the only team that only one you could really combat it yeah, with yeah I, but the issue is their Baker. quarterback yeah and so he still doesn't know how to run left yeah. and so all of his like let's let's say we put a, a top tier uh, you give drew Brees to the browns and they're gonna wipe the floor with 16 everybody. and 0. yeah they're gonna yeah. be so fucking good but baker mayfield trying to spread the ball between nick chubb odell jarvis and hayden hurst i'm yeah. just worried he's not gonna get enough touches despite being open all the time oh you mean you mean austin hooper's there Yes, sorry. Austin Austin Hooper. Hooper. I don't like yeah, Austin yeah, yeah. Hooper at the Browns. Got I it. do like okay. Hayden Hurst in Atlanta, though. Yes. I'll make that very clear. I, agree. I do not I like think he's going to do well there. If there's anyone I want in uh, in the Cleveland Browns system, it's going to be Odell just because, I mean, Odell is always going to be your go-to guy. Like, if you yeah. have Odell, uh, I think he even led the team in targets last year. I think he's yeah, going to do it again. Jarvis had more yards. Jarvis did have more yards. <laughs> It's because Baker kept missing Odell, which isn't yeah. really Odell's fault, but you know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I would stay clear of most of the Browns team to begin with, though. Yeah, I I tend to agree. However, well, Nick Chubb I think is is going to be a really good pick because even Baker, if Baker's not very good, they're going to have yeah. to rely on Chubb as well. Um, yeah. The other guy that you didn't mention for, uh, or I guess we didn't mention running backs at all is where do you who is in your top tier of running backs like with your third and fourth pick who are you going to try and aim for there might be a little bit of philadelphia bias on this one but i am i am all in on miles sanders man i am he's good i am so especially in a ppr league dude yeah okay so ppr league he's gonna be a monster he's a great he's a great pass catching back if you don't know who miles sanders is he is the guy that went to penn state he backed up saquon before saquon went to the league he came in and he put up Saquon like numbers still in college. Yep. He's not he's not the run through you guy that Saquon is, but he is a guy that gets the job done. And that Philadelphia backfield got a whole lot less crowded. Jordan Howard went down to Miami. Yep. Uh, Darren Sproles retired. Yep. You got a lot more snaps going to this guy. I think he is a steal as a third or fourth round pick. I mean, mm. I am all in on Miles Sanders. So I would, love the shit out of this running back this so year. So would you take him over Zeke or Alvin Kamara or uh, one of those other top tier? I'm putting Christian McCaffrey above every of them. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think his uh, – who's the Carolina quarterback? Oh, shit, that little white <laughs> dude. The, Fuck, I don't know. They got the new coach, and I just like – I just think – Isn't it Mc- Kyle Allen? Or something like no, that. I don't know. No, no, no. 
See, uh, yeah, I don't even. He's don't forgettable, even, though. He's yeah, super forgettable. Super, he's like a oh, man. God, I gotta Google this. He's but either Matt was a quarterback. But that's exactly that's exactly my point. Is that they're gonna have to rely on McCaffrey, especially with a new coach, for sure, yeah. new quarterback. But um, that also might have teams blitzing a lot more just to shut McCaffrey down. If it's a one-dimensional Teddy Bridgewater, who's, oh, they brought who's in Bridgewater. Very, yeah, who's again very like he's very conservative. Yeah, they're not. He's never going to take over a game. Yeah, so McCaffrey yeah. and putting in a tier in his own. But then you got all of the um, yeah, you've, you've got so, your Zeke's, you got your so clearly, Saquons, clearly you got, Zeke, Saquon, Dalvin Cook. These above. guys are going to be above Miles Sanders, obviously, uh-huh. but. Miles Sanders at the value of like a fourth round pick is so much closer to that elite level of running backs as if you were going to draft like a fourth round wide receiver and compare him to like a DeAndre Hopkins, you know? This website's got Miles Sanders as the 19th pick, which I feel like is appropriate. It's kind of like he's not proven yet, but he could have a monster year and he's like, see, I don't know because they have him above... Uh, Who do they have him above? Because they have him above uh, Aaron Jones for Green Bay, which I, I don't believe I in him. But they bit. have him above Mike Evans, Kenyon Drake, uh, Amari Cooper, Austin Eckler. But those um, other running backs that you're naming there, I like them just as much as Miles Sanders, too. Like, mm, I think that okay. mid-tier is so good. Like Austin yeah. Eckler, without Melvin Gordon there, he's the sole back. You saw what he did when he came in to take over for Melvin Gordon yeah. on contract holdouts and injuries. <laughs> he came in and Melvin Gordon was like holding out. He's like, what are you going to do without me? And Austin Eckler was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to show you we're going to be just fine without you. All right. Yeah. And then you also give the Chargers a rookie quarterback. They're going to rely on the run game heavily. I like him a lot this year. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, Okay, you, so for overall Do you strategy. want to know my favorite running back this year, though? Yes. Fucking. The Chiefs are the best offense. Oh, yeah. You you talked about this on the last podcast. I'm glad to see that you haven't changed your mind. Yes. But the I'm, Chiefs uh, are the best offense. They Clyde. drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yeah. and I... Oh, my gosh. I am all in on this dude. I will draft yeah. him a full round before he's, like, ready to go. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, when Kareem... I was Hunt actually came thinking out. he could have a he year He dropped like, like a 50-point game, and then the next week it was like 20 points. Mm-hmm. Dude, the, the it, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, to me, is an even more impressive running back than Kareem Hunt was. Mm. Also, as far as I know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has never abused women. So I think you're good as far if you want to draft him. As far as, far as, as I you know, know, Deshaun Jackson wasn't an anti-Semite either. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesse has zero inside knowledge. I, want I have to zero inside this. knowledge. Uh, I will apologize to every listener personally if a video of him punting a lady comes out from a hotel lobby like Kareem Hunt. That would just be quite the coincidence. No, no, that was Ray Rice, right? No, no, no. Ray Rice Kareem's punched his also, girlfriend in oh, the elevator. Right. This was hotel lobby. He just kicked her. You're right. Yeah. I don't think I... Yeah, I think right. I heard about that. I don't think I saw it. Um, but yeah, I think they could wild. have the same type of year. And then if he does end up beating women, we got to start blaming Andy Reid. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, we cannot cancel I'm Andy Reid. He's doing something we wrong. We cannot cancel the winning walrus, all right? <laughs> walrus. He wasn't the winning walrus until this past February. He was the, hey, he he was, was the mediocre as walrus. A, as an Eagles fan, he was always the winning walrus to me. I mean, he's my guy. Uh, but okay, I am so, so high on so what is your draft order in terms of position if everything falls the way that you would want it to so you're going wide receiver wide receiver running Running back back, running back no tight end you're gonna go second running back because i can i can get i can get hayden hurst very late like the only the only way i'm jumping for a tight end is if i can get like a zach Ertz, kittle or travis kelsey like fourth round so you're going wide receiver wide receiver running Running back back, running back, back running back tight end because wow. I want to, I want to fill that flex. I want to have the best flex in my league. Uh, okay. A lot of games are decided yeah. by the flex position. So most games gonna, are not decided by your tight end. You're going to have a very meaty team in the yes. middle, and then your quarterback's going to be average. Your tight end's going to be. But here's the thing: an average, co- an average quarterback in yeah. fantasy football is a damn good quarterback. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers being ranked as the 12th quarterback in fantasy football means that he is the. St- by rankings, he is the worst quarterback in a starting lineup for like a for a twelve team league, and yeah. uh, and the other quarterbacks going around there are also pretty solid options. Uh, I guess the the thing that I'm worried about with that flex position is just the inconsistency. Anyway, where yeah. instead of filling that, I'd almost rather get uh, a decent tight end because the fifth round. Running backs here are uh, what are they? Devin Singletary could have a really good year, but also could. he's going to have some weeks he where could. he gets nothing. Okay. Uh, DeAndre Swift, who could have again a really good year, okay. but there's going to be some weeks so, where Carry On gets. I, I would all love of to. Those. Here, here's my thing. I would uh, love to have DeAndre Swift as my flex. Kareem Hunt, who's uh, yeah, no, pass on Hunt. Platoon with. Nick Chubb. Me, so like let you're me tell you why I want to get a flex running back in the fifth round where it's you've got these like mediocre guys. I feel like you could get a decent tight end in the fifth let round. Let me tell you why Swift is my guy at flex in the fifth round. I love DeAndre Swift okay. because I dude, I have been on the carry on train for a while. He is he has been a flash in the pan when he is healthy, but he is never healthy. I don't have to tell yeah. you. You are a Lions nah, fan. This he's man, never healthy. I, dude, if I, if I was a betting man, and I am, I'm a degenerate gambler. <laughs> <laughs> he has no money, and he gambles. Yeah. It's yeah. shocking how he figures this out. Yeah. Like, did you just ask people in the street for coins, and then you gambled those? Where are you getting for this sure. to gamble? <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, Mr. The Trump, movie for the Uncut 1200. Gems yeah. was about Jesse. Yeah, that's my that's my <laughs> biopic, actually. Yeah. Uh, they got the facial hair wrong, though. I can't grow a beard. No. Um, <laughs> but, no, DeAndre Swift, I'm loving. Because, like, if I had to bet, I would bet my life savings carry on Johnson's injured by week 10. Yeah. At the very latest. Uh-huh. That, like, that's that's giving him some distance, too. True. Week 10. But like, then, okay. Realistically, I think it's probably, like, five to eight is, like, he's going to be done. You actually hit a good point on this DeAndre Swift thing, and I think it is applicable to all these other running backs that yeah. are rookies, is I think that if you've got a good team surrounding them, they're going to be a good pickup because yeah. 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire and DeAndre Swift, I think specifically, by the time the fantasy playoffs come around, are going to be the number one guy on their team. I'm just worried about that beginning of the year. Drafting them in the fifth round, I just I don't see where they're going to put up fifth round like numbers for the first five yeah. or six games. I think it's going to be a little bit of a slow start, especially yeah. with DeAndre Swift and yeah, like that's the why, Lions. That's why don't I don't mind him. Backs. That's why I don't mind him as a as a flex though, because yeah. if it's a slow start, but then but I think you can get him in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah, I think you can instead and, of the fifth. But also, I think there's a there's another ty- uh, running back that I really like as a sleeper pick. I love. I love Cam Akers. He's a rookie this year. He went to the L.A. Rams. Uh, okay. He's huh. he's like going to be their Todd Gurley replacement. Um, fuck, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember his college. It wasn't Iowa State, was it? No, that's mm-hmm. David Montgomery. No. Who's on the but Bears. Cam Akers, uh, he's a rookie this year. He's pretty impressive. It's it's an open backfield for him to take over. I've never been sold on Jared Goff as like a great passer. No, I think he blew it in the Super Bowl. I think Sean McVay is good enough. That Sean McVay is good enough to uh, turn Goff this shit around. Pick up the slack. Also, <laughs> also that defense is gonna be good enough to get that offense back on the field a lot. Yeah, you got Aaron Donald. I mean, the uh, in my opinion, the greatest Jaylen defensive Ramsey. player yeah. in the league right now. Yeah, and then Jalen Ramsey they added last yeah. year. There's so gonna you be like a lot. Cam Akers. I love Cam what Akers round because of the like situation in? he's in. I think he's going like ninth round, and I'm willing so to reach. I'm willing to reach. I'll take him in bench. Like, yeah. See, that's kind of where I'm at with DeAndre Swift. Well, here's, just, here's, I'm I'm worried about. Well, it, it's strange to me that people have him higher than Carry On, yeah. and for the draft, I just don't agree with that. And yeah. later in the year, I think that's how it's going to shake out, but. If you're looking to get a Lions running back, which I highly do not advise, yeah, uh, I would definitely put carry on over DeAndre Swift, and that's where the the comparison between Swift and Acres is for me. I think yeah. he'll be able to get Swift in like the eighth round, or I think yeah. after he does nothing for four weeks, somebody will drop him, and you could kind of pick him up sure. there or make a trade like a midseason trade. Yeah, I. Uh... Why did I forget what I was going to say? Damn. Um, no, I think I think there's like... Ah, what is... <laughs> <laughs> Your sleeper pick was Cam Akers, is what yeah, you were I saying. Yeah, love, I love Cam Akers. I really do. I think uh, I think he's going to be great out there. I Fuck, I really forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, keep listening to Jesse. He can't get his own thoughts in, his, in order. Shit, but he shit. is a fantasy football expert. I am. <laughs> I'm just like a little brain dead. That's yeah. All. No, we put no. a lot of effort into that park no, open mic. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a there's a lot of rookies that I like this year, though. I think yeah. this is a very talented rookie class. Give like, me a rookie w- wide receiver after oh, your thought as well. Okay. All right. I'll give a. I don't know what my thought was, so I'll just jump straight to that. Okay. I dude. Okay. So I'll give you like a safe. I'll give you a safe wide receiver pick, and I'll give you a sleeper. Sure. All right. So the safe rookie wide receiver is going to be Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to be first good. rounder. Crazy talent. Yeah. I mean, he he's a he's a big guy too that like has a great catch radius. Yep. And Stephon Diggs got traded yep. uh, to Buffalo. Yep. Which is why I'm high on Josh Allen this year. Even though mm. you were like Josh Allen's a bum. Shut up, Corey. <laughs> uh, I I think uh, I think Justin Jefferson coming in taking over some of the snaps for uh, Stephon Diggs. Also, I think. Thielen's starting to burn out a little bit. Like 
he's, he always gets worn down by like the second half of the season. Like, a, I, I think the, the I best think Justin thing Jefferson's for, very safe and he's I going agree. late. Uh, I think the the best thing that Justin Jefferson could have is for Thielen to have a monster beginning of the year so that offenses have to double him. And Justin Jefferson's actually got room to work uh, in in the yeah. slot where he is. And he also needs – he's going to be someone where Dalvin Cook is going to be his best asset because if they're putting eight in the box and then Justin Jefferson can run over routes behind the linebackers, he could have yards all fucking day. Yeah, he um, could be So I, I, I agree. I really like that yeah. pick. Also, I think I think the division he's in, he's going to be up against not stellar corners. Nah. No, hello. The I Lions, think, I, are, yeah. the Lions offense. That's two games a year. Yeah, because you guys, you guys <laughs> traded away. Defense is going to suck. You guys traded away Darius Slay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Um, as an Eagles fan, <laughs> no, thank no, no, you. No, no. We but you guys, not, you guys we did, did not trade him. him. We did not him get anything. You gave him for away. Him. Yeah, yeah. We gave him away like yeah. fucking morons. Yeah, I just but fucking traded him last year. You guys drafted like a good young rookie Akuna's that I do like. Good, I think he's going to be good, but he's going to take some time. Year yeah. Player. Yeah. He's, yeah, it's going to take some time for him to adjust. I think Justin Jefferson's going to have a great time going up against shitty corners. So I think he is a safe rookie wide receiver to grab. And then here's my sleeper rookie at wide receiver that I am in love with. Yep. I mean, don't don't put too much behind my word. Take him as like your last pick in the draft, all right? Because he is the 64th ranked wide receiver this year. <laughs> it's my dad. My dad is the wide receiver. We're drafting my father, Edward Townsend. <laughs> 64th He's working at 7-Eleven currently. After Kanye West runs for president, he's going to play wide receiver for whoever, whatever team you're about to say. Who do you think my dad is? He's got a lot of dads. She's a middle aged man who works at Comcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have mad dads. Uh, <laughs> but I name dropped my actual dad, so. There you go. Um, all right. But my, so my, who is this my mystery guy. man? This mystery man. <laughs> it's Carmen San Diego. <laughs> goes by the name, or doesn't go by it. It is his name. Brandon Ayuk. San Francisco 49ers oh, wide receiver. I like that a lot. I love this guy. They Where'd reached go to college? for him. They reached, I don't even fucking know, <laughs> because he was like, he was a second, he was no, projected to go. Said was, hold on, let me call my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where he went to school, because they reached for him. They were like, they yeah. were like, this guy's a second round wide receiver. So many wide receivers got taken this year. Yeah. Uh, that like the Eagles jumped on Jalen Rieger, who was projected yeah. a second round. Uh, who but I the, also think could have a good year. I think he could too if Deshaun Jackson gets yeah. maybe cut. Uh, I don't know. You know, he might be canceled. Alshon Jeffrey might get injured. Jalen Rieger could have a good year. There's just too many weapons for me to like take a chance on him. Yeah. But Brandon Ayuk is going to the 49ers, who reached for him. So they like this guy. Yeah. He's going to the 49ers, which is a contender. They were in the Super Bowl. I mean, this team is a good team. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing to him. This team is great. The only real offensive weapon there is George Kittle right now. Yeah. Because you had Emmanuel Sanders, who has left the team. And Raheem and Mostert just left. Raheem Mostert has left. I mean, uh, and then you look at Emmanuel Sanders left at wide receiver. They have another wide receiver. They do. Though. His name is Debo Samuel. Right. And I was high on him until he broke his foot and will not return for all of training camps and preseasons. He may or may not be back for game one. Wow. 
Give me Brandon Ayuk because he will be lining up as the wide receiver one in training camp. Even in these Corona camps, he is going to be the number one guy in the NFL bubble. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get chemistry going with him. I am in love with this guy. I think he's so undervalued at the 64th. I mean, don't get me wrong. He could suck. (laughs) He could suck. But he's your last pick in the draft. I think it's worth a shot with everything that he has going for him. I think he's so undervalued. I mean, I am in love with Brandon Ayuk. I am. I'm all in on this guy. Well, so that's that's an interesting. Which is weird because I'm all in, but I'm also very lowly in. I'm getting him as like my second to last pick in the draft. I'm like, yeah. Well, that's that's also that's an interesting draft philosophy question there because a lot yeah. of people will fill up their entire team and then you go defense kicker for your last two. Yeah. So what you're saying is get them before and then your last pick should yeah, be the I'd sleeper have guy. The, I'd rather have just, the best defense in the game when I know no one else is looking at the 64th best wide receiver this year. Don't you think you could just like pick him up in free agency though? I could, but I want I want I want him week one. Because, dude, if, if well, Debo Samuel... week one. Yeah, but then I'm going to have to drop someone. Well, yeah. Yeah. This guy's going to be on my roster week one. Because if Debo okay. Samuel's not ready week one, I love him even more. Yeah. I'm starting him that week. That's if he's true. the only right. If he's the only healthy wide receiver, I am starting Debo Samuel in the flex, obviously, because I'm going top two picks are going to be receiver-receiver. Yeah. So Debo Samuel's the f- – or not Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk uh, would be my flex at that point because he is the only wide receiver on and like a powerhouse of a team. Yeah. So I'm like all in on Brandon Ayuk. I love this man. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Enough said on Brandon Ayuk. Where are we at in terms of your draft? So you're going two wide receivers. You're going three running receivers. backs. You're going a three tight end. Backs. Sorry, three tight running end. backs, yeah. a tight end, and then quarterback. I'm going back. No, 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 no quarterback. Wow. I'm going running backs, wide receivers, filling up that bench, getting some good skills players there. Wow. My quarterback is going down like late in the draft. I'm drafting my quarterbacks. Like actually, I don't even draft a backup quarterback. I don't. Interesting. I really don't because I think uh, I think that you can get like the same value of a backup just off waiver wire when whenever the bye week comes around or it's if true. you get an injury, you know. Yeah. So I don't really ever draft a backup quarterback, but I wait. I wait to grab my uh, quarterback because I'm honestly fine with starting Josh Allen. I am. I'm fine if it's a 12 man league because 12 man league. Some teams are going to have bad quarterbacks, right? And I'm a lot happier building up at running back, wide receiver, especially because bad quarterbacks are pretty much going to score just the same as. And the reason why I like Josh Allen so much is you give him the best fucking receiver he's had since he's joined the league in yeah. Stephon Diggs. He's a running guy. Yeah, running say, running quarterbacks get, running get way more points. Josh Allen's just a guy that I like. I don't like him as a quarterback. I don't think Buffalo's going to be a contender this year, but I think Josh Allen's going to be able to be a very good fantasy value, and no one's even thinking about it because you don't think Josh Allen's going to lead that team to yeah. so much success. Yeah. And I think he's one of those players that could like Kind of like Jarvis Landry back when he was down in Miami. In PPR leagues, he was getting so many receptions that he was a value, even though he would finish a game with, like, maybe 60 yards, no touchdown. Yeah. Like, he wasn't a guy that was taking the league by storm, but he was taking fantasy by storm. And I think Josh Allen's one of those guys that could, like, he could run a touchdown in and he could 
finish as a top five quarterback that week, you know? So you're saying quarterback lower in the draft. Yeah, quarterback's way lower in the okay. draft. I, I, anyone, the only way I would take a quarterback, like, high, actually not, even if Lamar started to fall, like, I'm still not taking him over, like, my top two running backs, top two wide receivers. I, I just can't do it because it's such a commitment, especially when they're not going to be that high above the rest. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I have to make an edit to what I said earlier. I said Alan Lazard was on the Cardinals. He's not. The person I was thinking of, however, is my sleeper pick for wide receiver, who I think could be really fucking good. And I think he's going to benefit more than anybody else yeah. besides Kyler Murray from DeAndre Hopkins. And that's Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, who, yeah. Second year wide receiver had a good la- year last year. Had yeah. about seven hundred yards. He just like didn't have any weapons, any other weapons around him. Yeah. With D Hop in the offense, with Kyler Murray taking another step, yeah. I think he's going to have uh, a really good year. In kind of the same way that Will Fuller and Kenny Stills were always a good, solid second wide receiver to have on your team. Because yeah. if everybody's double covering DeAndre Hopkins the entire time, Christian Kirk is going to be open and it could be a really nice Mike Evans Chris yeah. Godwin type situation that could, in in Arizona that could so happen I'm, I'm high yeah. on Christian Kirk uh I I do yeah I I agree with that I think he's going to be solid I think just anyone in that uh, I think the Arizona offense is just posed for like a good year I, I think would, they're going to put up a lot of points I think Kenyon Drake's a safe bet at running back there I think I think anyone in that offense I, I like that offense this year I like that offense a lot yeah I they're think, in a tough division with tough they're in defenses a tough division, the but, Rams the 49ers and the Seahawks the one, all have good defenses the one thing I learned from Kyler Murray which is watching his games last year he's a dude that does not quit like he it's is true. going to he's going to keep running like that offense hamster. yeah he's <laughs> Yeah, what did they used to call Doug Martin? Muscle the, hamster? The muscle yeah. hamster, yeah. Moving yeah, over Kyler to Murray's Kyler Murray. not muscle. He's yeah, just yeah. Hamster. He's just a hamster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a terrible nickname, though. <laughs> yeah, the hamster. But, like, uh, <laughs> I, I do think... put that on a giant billboard outside the stadium. Well, so here is one thing that I do want to mention, though. Even if... So I want to mention this just because Brandon Ayuk is, like, a guy I love, but he might not be the guy, like... Debo Samuel could come back and then be the guy. Yeah. So usually I'm opposed to handcuffs. I'd rather just take a chance on two completely separate players. But I think whoever's the wide receiver one in San Francisco is going to be a huge asset in fantasy. Yeah. So I'm willing to draft Debo Samuel earlier in the draft and then grab like Brandon Ayuk at the end there. Because Debo Samuel is not like too much earlier in the draft. He is the 28th ranked uh, wide receiver. And I think that's before he broke his foot, so he's probably like mid thirties now. Yeah. But here's a quick stat. So that you're I really wanna... buying in on San Francisco. San Francisco, big in, yeah. Okay. And uh, especially because I think everyone's really noticing Kittle now. I think Kittle's going to draw the double covers. Yeah. Because uh, just he he's just different. Yeah. I mean, he does not go down. I mean, but here's the stat that I wanted to read for uh, Debo Samuel. He was uh, he was twelfth uh, in yards per target. That is a good stat. The that is reason a good stat. twelfth in yards per target is nice, and you realize he could be posed for a fucking breakout year because he was sixty seventh in targets, because he was the third option when they had Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle ahead of him. I think he's going to get more targets. Whoever the wide receiver one in San Francisco is, yeah, I love it. That's why I'm willing yeah. to go. Debo Samuel 
and grab uh, Brandon Ayuk up. Yeah. I'm grabbing both of them. It's really kind of the I, – I trust Kyle Shanahan to build an offense that actually works, and he's going to be able to adjust based on what he's got. Because I do agree yeah. that, that Kittle is, is going to be – uh, is going to be good. However, the the one issue I have with this uh, this San Francisco buy-in for wide receivers is I don't think the San Francisco uh, wide receiver two is going to be any good. So I feel like if you get both of them, you're going to have. Oh, you're going to cut one by the end of yeah, the season for exactly. sure. So you're kind of just but hedging your it, bet. I on think that. it is worth it to grab both of them, especially when like it's going to be one of your last picks of the draft. It's going to be a guy that probably wouldn't have been relevant anyways. Right. Because there's a lot of guys you draft and then end up cutting within the first few weeks. I think it's, I think it's better to draft this guy and be wrong about him. Yeah. Than to be like, fuck, dude, I could have grabbed this guy for nothing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I agree. I think it's just safe to go after both those guys. Um, but I there's a there's another. We've talked a lot about uh, DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals and yep. like how we just love the Cardinals offense. There's a dude I'm loving because of that trade, though, and it's Will Fuller. The injury machine. He gets Will hurt Fuller. every week. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I, think, I agree. I think he's yeah. going to get a lot of yards. Will Fuller's going to be good. I, I Dude, here's here's my thing, I like bro. Kenny Stills more, no, to I, be honest. I like your theory, but Will I like Fuller's Kenny Stills more. Nah. Well, Kenny Stills just did get a felony for protesting, so yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe who knows what he's gonna here, here, here's what's, going to have going on. Here's but. what... Uh, Here's what I love about Will Fuller. Mm -hmm. Bill O'Brien, garbage person. Uh, just he garbage sucks. Garbage person, good coach. I don't really bad think GM, so. Good bad coach. GM, good coach. Okay, yeah. yeah. But he keeps destroying his team, and somehow they keep making the playoffs. Yeah, because so he's like, got like some raw <laughs> talent with like Deshaun Watson yeah. and like JJ Watt when yeah, he's we'll healthy and Deshaun shit. You know, sticks around. but like, uh, so the reason why I love Will Fuller is because Bill O'Brien. So Will Fuller is a kid from Philly. He came up uh, the same way Bill O'Brien came up through Penn State. They're like this was Bill O'Brien's guy coming out, yeah. and I think you don't trade DeAndre Hopkins and not replace him with a stud wide receiver unless you think you already have one. I think Bill O'Brien is building this team to make Will Fuller their next wide receiver one, and even mm. even if you don't have enough faith in Will Fuller. You should have enough faith in Deshaun Watson's ability as a passer to have a good value at wide receiver one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just – I like Will Fuller. I mean, he's a guy that's going somewhat late. Uh, yeah. I like no, him. No, I, I like him a lot as a, as a flex or a um, – A flex or even I'm, bench. I'm a little afraid that – He's too much of a one-track wide receiver. Like he doesn't have all the tools. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, I think I see you're where you're getting proven from. wrong. Just based I hope on this. I am. I, I like him a lot. I, here's the thing. I think they're going to force feed him mm. the ball. Like yeah. I, I think I think they're going to give him He'll more targets than he minutes. deserves. Though. Yeah. I think I think he's just going to be a product of the system, and he's going to get so many targets that he can't not be good. All right. So here's a, a curveball question. And yeah. you're not ready for this, so I will give you a second to to think about it. Yeah. Which I guess it's a two parter. Which team is gonna end up being bad and then trading a good wide or a good player to a better team that will make 
drafting that person higher. So I'm thinking like Golden Tate going to Philly uh, from the Lions. Bad team. Didn't get a ton of yards that year. But he goes to Philly where immediately he's worth more. He didn't happen to have too great of a a back half of the season. But where are you seeing like the movement of the NFL – players shifting around in trades where suddenly someone gets traded because their team is going to suck and they immediately go in there my my initial reaction is marvin jones for the lions i think if they suck i think marvin jones gets traded somewhere else great deep ball threat great jump ball guy i think he could definitely go to another team and immediately be worth more i think it's very hard to predict a trade it's, uh, yeah it's very hard it's very hard so i'll predict i'll predict so I'm not a guy where it goes I'll predict a guy who i think could either be good on his team given the circumstance or he could also get traded so uh, i'll say Allen robinson uh wide receiver for the chicago bears yeah if mitchell trubisky is your quarterback or nick Foles. I, I, well here's the thing <laughs> mitchell trubisky i'm hoping he gets traded yeah if nick Foles comes in nick Foles has been a flash in the pan i mean not once it's not even been once he set that record like way back during the chip kelly era yeah. when he went like 30 straight touchdowns without a pick. A lot of that was Chip Kelly's offense. but Yeah, yeah. but still, Nick Foles, yeah, yeah. given the right system, he can be the guy. True. And here's why I like Nick Foles in Chicago. Matt Nagy is the head coach. Matt Nagy is a product of Andy Reid's coaching tree. Right. So is Doug Peterson. That's where uh, Nick Foles won his ring with yeah. Doug Peterson under the Andy Reid coaching tree i think nick Foles could be great in chicago given the chance he starts they're saying it's still a competition no one's the starter yet it's they're saying they're saying uh (laughs) they're saying uh mitch trubisky is their starter right now though if it stays that way if it stays that way i say they might trade him or uh hopefully nick Foles comes in but either way, Allen Robinson is very undervalued. Yeah. I mean, he's a great wide receiver. The fact that he was still somewhat fantasy relevant last year yeah. in just the clusterfuck that was the Chicago Bears last year right. means that he is worth having on your team. Right. And like, there's a couple outcomes that I see going really well for him, like Mitch Trubisky not being his quarterback this year or a trade. Like Either one yeah. of those makes him – a very startable option. Yeah, I like that a lot because you've got the people like like Will Fuller. If the Texans are bad, Will Fuller's not having a good year. Yeah. But I like what you said around, and I think it's the same with Marvin Jones. I think if the Bears are good, Allen Robinson has a good year. And if yeah. the Bears are bad, he gets traded and goes to somewhere good and yeah. will then put up good stats. Um, Chris Conley's another one in uh, Jacksonville, I think could uh, theoretically as uh, – uh, Minshew's really only target. Yeah, Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville, I'm scared clear of. Yeah, like, Jacks- I made the prediction on the last one that I thought Jacksonville could be sneaky good, but they've just kept dismantling their team since I've said that. And, yeah, uh, Jacksonville's it's one not I'm looking good. I, I have to take that one Especially because like, Leonard Fournette's so iffy in fantasy football. I'm yeah, not. Like, right. He has some blow-up games, and I don't do nothing. You want him to be just, Derrick Henry, but he's just not consistent Yeah, he's enough. not Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, I think the reason Leonard Fournette is still like a uh, like a guy that goes above some actual good running backs is just because we all still fantasize about his college days at LSU yeah. just 
being a Good fucking times. bulldozer. Beating Alabama, which just, nobody was able to do back then. And just absolutely running through linebackers. Line and men. like Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was absurd, and I don't think... Like, you've seen, like, flashes of it, but, like, not, yeah. not what he was. He's just not as... He's not... A hundred pounds think, heavier in the yeah. NFL than he was. I think like, he's a guy. I think he, was he is a guy that the name still gets him somewhere, and yeah. that's why I think Gronkowski big games. Yeah, he does. He does. But I think that's why Gronkowski's going to go way yeah, too fucking high. I agree. Oh, that's another guy who could get traded and actually have a good year, but I nah, don't. Uh, Gronkowski. Oh yes, he's I back agree. Out for OJ, Gronkowski. Yeah. Yes, if OJ Howard goes somewhere, he's a very um, talented tight end. Yeah. Uh, if he gets traded anywhere, uh, it's going to be to a team that needs a tight end because yeah. they're trading for one, and uh, he could have a good year anywhere. Um, but I'm not going to draft him because he's like he would be a waiver wire pickup if he gets tr- traded anywhere. That's where I'm you know? putting yeah. uh, TJ Hawkinson as well. If the lines are good, yeah. he's going to have a good year, but there's too high of a chance they're going to suck. Yeah. So it's like, all right, maybe put him on my bench because I will have – I'm in a keeper league, so I will have George Kittle. Um, okay. But uh, all right, so we're pretty much at an hour. Okay. Give me your final thoughts. We pretty much broke it out as how you're going to build your team. You got two okay. wide receivers. You got three gonna, running backs. You got another wide receiver. All right. You got a tight end. You got defense, kicker, quarterback. Yeah. You're scraping the bottle, the bottom of the barrel for quarterback. Give me, give me, give Josh me your Allen last all day, baby. Yeah. Give me your last. I'll give you. I'll just fantasy thought. I want to. I want to rapid fire a couple quick okay. names that people might not be too. thinking about. Uh. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had a down year last year. Mm-hmm. He's the 24th ranked running back going into this season for fantasy for football. Flex. He's a steal. Look, don't look at his numbers for last year total. Look at the numbers when Sam Darnold was his quarterback. Yeah, he was good. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to get mono again. Yep. So I think it's a safe bet. That boy can't stop kissing though. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a cutie. No, yep. I don't know. <laughs> All right, keep it going. Give me the but, next um, one. I think. Uh, I think Henry Ruggs the third out for the Raiders could be good. They took him over every wide receiver this yep. year, and there was a lot that people had ahead of yep. him. They Derek were like, "CD Lamb's a- better than him." People thought Jerry Judy was better yeah. than him. They were like, "Nope, we want Henry Ruggs the third. Derek uh, Carr's got to figure out how to throw it more than 15 yards, though. Uh, so that's his problem. One Keep person, going. one person to stay clear of is Amari Cooper. Do not like Amari Cooper at all. They drafted CD Lamb. Dak Prescott's coming in with like this unhappy, weird, salty franchise yeah, tag. It's like it's yeah. an uncomfortable thing. They brought Andy Dalton in because they were like, "You're replaceable." Yeah, like it was. It's I don't really like Dallas. I know I'm an yeah. Eagles fan, and as they're yeah. saying, I don't like Dallas. Isn't anything new, but I really think. Dallas is a team to steer clear of in fantasy they this got year. The you Browns' know? problem. They got a lot of weapons, but we don't trust the quarterback. And then and the uh, last one, last but not me. least, I'm going uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, good call. Good call. On the Washington. Yeah. Some Washington. Some things. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be playing for Washington. Um, I. He had some good games last year. He, he wasn't consistent. Highest That's, graded rookie last year yeah. on PFF. Yeah, he was. He had some really good games. He wasn't consistent, but it was because his quarterbacks weren't consistent. Right. I think the quarterback uh, a quarterback situation in Washington is going to be a lot better. They're fully behind their guy now. I think. Uh, I think uh, Haskins going to take a step. I think Haskins yeah. going to do a lot better this year. Uh, but I think the big thing is Terry McLaurin is the twenty eighth ranked wide receiver right mm. now. 
I think that is a value. Great flex player. Yeah, because he had some good games. Also, he is a great non-PPR guy because he is a touchdown machine. Yeah, a lot of yards after catch, too. Yeah, so he is like, even if he doesn't get a high volume of targets from him, which I don't think is going to happen. I think he's going to get a decent bit of targets. I think he will, too. But he is a touchdown machine. A couple of double teams, too. Yeah. I like him him as a flex. Especially as the 28th-ranked wide receiver definitely yeah cool jesse this was good uh yeah we could do a uh we'll do another one of these at the end of the season where uh or the end of the the fantasy season where uh your team will have done well because you're in a league full of fucking morons and then my team will have done poorly because i am a moron so yeah here we are just just text me whenever you need like trading advice i'm always great with (laughs) trades yeah that's 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 where i win my game i'm a I'm a fucking con man in my leagues, bro. Yeah. I'll always. I know it's fucking like dirty. I traded, I, dude. Oh, here's my big advice. Okay. We're talking about fantasy football. Yep. We talked all about the draft. This is my number one pointer. This is how you win after the draft already happened. Mm-hmm. When you get a star, it happens every fucking year. A star will get injured for like two weeks. Trade for him. Yeah, I dr- I got Saquon Barkley for a steal while he was out for. The, the claim was six weeks. Yeah. And I was like, Saquon Barkley's a freak of nature. Even if he's out for six weeks, I traded one starter to get him and a couple – one starter and a bench player for him. And I was like, he's going to come back and he's going to be the best starter. Right. I was like, it is worth it to trade for a, like, a stud if they get injured and they're predicted to come back. Especially yeah. – especially because I was like – I'm going to make the playoff push because of Saquon. I was like, hell yeah. So I think always look at guys who get injured because it's honestly, this is why I just started getting into stocks now because I have unemployment money. That's a different episode. No, no, no. <laughs> but but it's the same thing applies. Yeah. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. That is the trading game in fantasy. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So you just buy low on these studs that you know are good. You buy low when Saquon gets injured. Yep. Even Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, I traded Dak Prescott and some garbage wide receiver I don't even remember for Patrick Mahomes while he was injured. I was like, you make deals while players are injured that you know are coming back and you know are studs. Yep. You can win a championship easily. There you go. See, that's all you need to know. Follow this advice. You're going to win your league. Jesse, thank you for doing this with me. We'll do another one sometime soon. All right.